Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. for all one spookum one weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture i am your host robbie dorman literature geek and writers and i'm your other host eric z goodnight professional artist and illustration nerd we are the handsome boys comics hour your home for news reviews slightly antagonistic banter and much much more episode 115 and we're off the rails stupid already (laughs) the first first four words that's all yeah well i mean i I I had told myself if you were gonna take the bait, uh, there's no reason I shouldn't play along too. <laughs> okay, good. I I saw you snuck a different word in there, and I did. I, I'm sure you would. I was pretty sure you wouldn't pass up an opportunity to say the word foo for all. Nope, it's a good word. I like it. Mm-hmm. Foo for all or argle bargle. News at mm. eleven. Oof. Is that is that I have to choose one? Well, no. At eleven, we'll tell you which one it is. Oh, okay. But like, that's a hard decision, honestly. You never know. It could be either one. Foo for all has the alliteration with the F's, but Argle Bargle rhymes. Mm, it's true. It's tough. That is true. Handsome, I'd say you guys doing out there debating about nonsense words. I know you. You can't possibly be doing as dumb as we are. <laughs> nope. Probably not. Uh, we got some great comments to talk about this week. Uh, we are reading for Neuroboy Book Club Hyperbole and a Half by Ali Brosh, a uh, departure. Uh, for us, it's not a, a normal comic book, quote unquote. But I, uh, I'm very, I'm looking forward to our discussion about it. I, with bated breath. <laughs> um, but before we get to that, before we talk about robots and video games, I'm fairly certain that's what we're going to talk about. Checking in, once Eric has a surprise for me, which is possible, he often mm. does surprise me. I am a shocking person. It can be. Mm. Uh, we are, are going to talk about this week's comics. Da 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 da. See, I'm shocked already. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show Eric and I review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, we're smart fellas. You should listen to us. Or listen to one of us. I mean, honestly, we generally agree, actually, so it's not really that helpful. It's not like we're very contrary. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like, I like this. Yeah, I like it too. Despite, uh, one, of us, one, despite one of us being a foo-for-all and the other a spookum. Well... You know what they say. Different strokes for different spookums. I yep. looked that up and I still don't know what it means. What a spookum is? Yeah, I, I still don't know what it means. It, it's like it's like a, a ghoulie? No, not no. <laughs> you should look up the word that you called me. Okay. I just think like a scarum, a spookum. Okay. A ghoulie, a ghost. They're like ghosties. Okay. They're like, you know, fun words for scary you know, spookums. Admittedly, that was the first thing that came to my mind. But then I looked it up and... It made no sense. Okay, I there, don't... There, there was no real definition. I know, it doesn't exist. It's a made-up word. Uh, our our first book of the week, our, Mar- our only Marvel book of the week, is Captain America White, issue number one, by Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, with Dave Stewart on colors, Richard Starkings on letters, John Rochelle on design. Um, It's a Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale book, Eric. Mm-hmm. A new one. Yeah, I thought that that was a thing of the past. Yeah, Uh, this is... Long awaited, I believe the, cause this is, has, I believe, number zero, which is this, like, the second book in it, cause it is 
a giant size, 50 plus issues. I believe the second story in this is the Zero issue, which was released a long time ago. And now they officially they are releasing number one. This they've done a, a lot of these. They've had uh, I've done they've done Daredevil, they've done Hulk, they've done Spider Man. Uh, now they're doing Captain America, kind of these sort of origin stories, not quite origin stories, but stories that take place very early on in these characters' you know histories. Um, mm-hmm. This is uh, Captain America when he's first aw- uh, awoken by the Avengers. Um, what do you think? It's not. It, fe- I, it feels like they uh, Tim Sale is doing like a sort of a retro, more retro style than he right. Norm- it it it, it feels does. like a very sort of old style comic book in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and Jeff Loeb writes toward to, to that as well. Honestly, yes, absolutely. Do you like it, Eric? It's hard for me to put my finger on uh, it. It maybe it is sort of that naivete, like it feels a little funny to me. Um, I don't know. I I enjoy it. I'm glad I read it. It's it it feels like the kind of thing that I'm obligated to read and buy, you know, because I I like the 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 lobe and sale t- uh, combo so well, but it. Have you read? I don't know. It, have you read any of the? I don't. I don't think you have read any of the other ones of these Marvel kind of slash sort of origin. No, I've read. Uh, I've I've read a couple of them. Okay. Um, I know I've read. I think I own Daredevil Yellow. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and it was fine. Um, okay. Oh, I can't even remember. Hulk Gray and Spider Man Blue are the other two. Mm. I, I love Hulk Gray. I, we I have, think it's really we have, good. Right, we've, we've had that discussion. You've claimed that it is uh, the best Hulk story in existence. I don't think I said that. It is my favorite Loeb sale book. Well, it is a very good Hulk story. It is. It I is will. on. It is on record what you said. Okay. We uh, we said this during one of the two Hulk books we read. I want to say it was Planet Hulk. Probably. Yeah, that was most recent. So yes, we discussed it there. Um. This doesn't feel, like, it does feel like it is going for, like, hey, this is like a comic book written in, like, the flashbacks are for Cap during World War II. It feels like it was almost written like it was a Cap World War II comic. Like, it was, you could have had hit, Cap punching Hitler on the cover of this, and it would have been appropriate. It feels kind of like that. There's Nick Fury in here. I feel kind of, like, I enjoy it, but it it's weird, mm-hmm. and it's hard to pinpoint, I mean, I've read like you know retro style comics before, and so it's that's not. I mean, I've I've read comics from the sixties. It's not that crazy. It's just this. I guess seeing Tim Sale draw like this, it's a it, it, like you can see him in it, but there's a it's a little bit different and it's strange. Well, it kind of feels like you know like winking at the camera a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's that's it's a little too self aware. You know, yeah, maybe on the nose, you could call it. It's 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 aware that this stuff is corny and it's doing it anyway. I don't know. Yeah, it, but it's not making fun of it, really. No, no, it's taking it seriously. It's, it's got earnest. respect, right? It's got respect for the the source material, but at the same time, is sort of I don't know. It's it's aware of the the sort of um, no it. it the corniness of it, the cheesiness of it. Yeah, and uh, but overall, despite my weird misgivings about some of it, I'm a buy. Like it's still mm-hmm. like I like seeing Cap and like early Nick Fury and like the you know, the Commandos and like all that stuff is and Tim Sale's art. Despite some of it, is looking that kind of that 
that strange pastiche he's putting on things. Like some of it, like the that scene where Cap and Nick Fury in the church, like the moodiness in that is just it's still really good. And there's a lot of that in here, like just various things. Um, I'm a buy, solid. Mm. I'm probably a little bit mushier mm-hmm. on this. It is hard to articulate why. I don't even think I'm going to throw a number in there because um, it's probably not worth it. I will. I may feel different uh, a couple issues into this, but it's. I mean, it's Loeb and Sale. It, it's. It's a book that people should read. So I mean, I. I recommend it. I'm buy. Okay. So Captain America White number one double buy. Uh, next book of the week is Constantine the Hellblazer number four. Uh, written by Ming Doyle and James Tinian IV, Art Vanessa Del Rey, and Chris Visions, Ivan Placentia on colors, and Tom Napolitano on letters. Um, we've been, we jumped around in this. I just, I wanted to read this one because, uh, when I talked to Vanessa Del Rey at Supercon, you know, she mentioned she was going to be working on a couple issues of, of, of this. And, uh, we liked the one issue we've read of this so far, the, the mm-hmm. relaunch of Constantine. I, and I still, re- this is showing that, like, I think that's, why, what the stuff we didn't really, that the last Constantine series, it made him, I don't know, try to make it, this is him not being likable. He is not a good person. Like, you see him being, you know, dealing with, with stuff and, but he's, he's a rogue in the truest sense of the word and that, you know, he's out for himself and he's a jerk. Um, but it's really like, but it's still really interesting and, 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 and I don't want to call it fun because it's not really fun, but it, it's a, a good read and really kind of you see character depth in this, which I don't remember seeing any kind of character depth in the last the Constantine series. It just seemed a lot like watch Constantine get on these magical adventures, and this is more like Constantine like man, magic's bad, <laughs> stuff happens to people. Uh, I I like this a lot. No, he's uh, he's got a really good handle on the character. I really like. Uh... Have I talked about Chris Visions? I'm a, I'm a huge fan. No, he's a, he's a, ever, he, no, I, he's a, he's a solidly cool dude. Uh, I first heard of him, uh, he did an Inktober t-shirt, uh, for, oh, who was it? T-Fury? Okay. And T-Fury did an incredibly terrible job printing the shirt. <laughs> and I found Chris on Twitter and I was like, hey, they really made your shit look ugly. And he's like, oh, that's really terrible. And, I don't know. We talked a little bit. I met him at Heroes Con. He's a really good guy. Uh, and his pages in this look friggin' gorgeous. Like I'm, I don't know. I, I'm an enormous fan. He has got a hell of a talent. I think, uh, some more flashbacky stuff, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. I think so they, it, they it, split it that way. Yeah. It, it, and it, it, it makes sense. It, and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, I like Vanessa Del Rey, but the, the other stuff really doesn't, it doesn't shine compared to his. It's uh I don't know. It's almost not fair. The guy's pretty fucking talented. I I'm yeah, it's this is a, a very I'm gonna probably pick be picking up the trades on, on this series. It's it's really good and it's something Tenyon, that, no, Tinian's really good at this book and it's it's kind of it's kind of making me take a second look at uh at the things that he's written because I mean Mimetic we read and I enjoyed that, but this is really is what has turned me around because if you remember, um, we read the woods together and I despised it. I absolutely hated it. It's, it's very successful. It is, it's, yeah. it's still running. It's, and I think it has through like, it's going to run through a natural conclusion. I think 30 plus issues they decided it's successful enough that it will continue. So it's, 
the, his story is over with it. Um, I have not checked back on it. I'm kind of curious just to see where it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this is a, a, a really solid book. This, uh, this new, no, Const- he's, this new Constantine series. He's doing an excellent job of, uh, of, of writing the character. Um, but I'm a black. It's not clear. Eric says, and I'm, I'm, don't I'm wondering, well, I say you're stupid and I hate you. You shut your dirty foo-for-all mouth. I, I, uh, I think it's interesting that, I mean, there's, there's no character like this, it seems like, in Marvel right now. Mm, no. There's certainly not, really. not a, certainly not a bisexual character is what I was going to get at because oh, they're really okay. kind of, they're really kind of being unsubtle about him being bisexual in this. Right. They are. It seems like every issue that we've picked up, he has to say something about like, oh, look at this handsome man. Look at his ass. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm bisexual. <laughs> um, he is, he is drunk, I think, for the majority of, uh, the stuff of Brad. So, which drunk, is, drunk people yeah. are, can be more verbose about their feelings. Mm. Oh, I'm not saying it's corny. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying that I don't understand I don't understand why people aren't saying more about, like, if you actually care mm-hmm. about representation of bisexual people, why people are complaining about Marvel's decision to make Hercules straight. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they saying more about this? Why don't you call attention to a book that is good mm-hmm. that represents what and, and, and support that creator instead of trying to punish a company for doing what it feels serves, I mean, whether it does or not, they're still trying to make a decision to serve the people that they think are their, their customers. Why, why not reward? I, I don't know. I don't get that. It seems like people are ignoring the Midnighters and the John Constantines. I don't know. It's, it's, it's unusual because it's not like this stuff isn't here. It's not like there aren't creators that, that want to represent. No. Why not just reward them? And I, 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 it's, I it's, it's, that. I mean, it's easier to, it's easier just to, you know, complain. No, it's easy, it's, exactly. It's easier yeah. to be an asshole than to put your money where your mouth is and to support a creator that's fucking good. And Midnighter I, has, I've seen a lot of hype and, and coverage on as, Midnighter. as well, as well we yeah. should. And, but I have not seen as much on this book. And I think this book definitely deserves the same level of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have, DC has announced a, a, a good amount of cancellations already from a lot of these newer books. Um, mm-hmm. neither of them are among it. So they're fine for now. Um, but there's, we'll have to keep an eye out because there's our, that, you know, not too long ago, uh, there was a rumors floating around online that DC was already kind of hesitating about all these new, the, yeah, you know, the, the DCU books, you know, the Black Canary and the mm-hmm. and the Midnighters and this, the, you know, the, this book and others. And the article that I posted on the Facebook page, "Stop Batgirling." Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Hopefully, like. I, these books are really good. I don't want to see them go just to go back no. to the old New 52 garbage. Um, we need to read Double Batman. <laughs> Did you read? The, yes, the, yes. That was, that, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It was, it was quite excellent. Um, but no, it's, it, it's, it's frustrating. Hopefully that, the, I don't know. Hopefully things will evolve. Um, Did you read that, that article? Mm-hmm, yeah. Sort of on the same tear. Did you read that article with like zero data that said that 
fifty-two percent of women mm-hmm. were comic book readers. Yes, were the were, which is completely it was completely fallacious and based on bad information. I I just assumed it was the. Well, it was it was based on Facebook likes of comic books. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's accurate. Yeah, exactly. That, Facebook's that, good. Yeah. Well, not 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 of specific comic books, but of like if you see a page that says comic books and you click the like button, like that's that's what it was based on. Uh, Jamie McKelvey, I think, posted the the those follow ups to that. Okay, I was gonna say that we're not too far from a uh, time when that is the probably the number one metric for mm-hmm. determining things. <laughs> it's not too far away from. Unfortunately, yeah. that's true. I mean, it's a it's a great source of data. Yeah. Uh, there's a if it's if it's done properly and not by a bunch of imbeciles, which is unfortunately <laughs> at least the, at least that article was written by an imbecile, mm-hmm. and there were some serious problems in that data. Um, Constantine Hellblazer number four, double buy. Absolutely, absolutely. Our next book, book we haven't checked in yet. One of the also one of the DCU books is Prez. Uh, Prez number four. Mark Russell writer Dominic. Domo Stanton pencils, Mark Morales and Sean Parsons inks, Jeremy Lawson colors, Marilyn Patrizio on letters. I don't know if they could make this uh, font just a little bit smaller. I can mm-hmm. uh, I can only barely read it right now. I should they should be a little bit smaller. Well, uh, you be fair. Uh, the whole purpose of words is certainly not to be read. Of course not. That'd be dumb. No, no, it'd be really stupid. Um, Prez is a is a kind of a real reboot. It's not really relaunch. Mm-hmm. Reboot of an uh, old title about a teenage president. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is set in the semi near future, twenty thirty seven. Uh, it with a uh, teenage girl as the president. It's, we have she is now the president. We I think uh, I'm guessing the first few issues were. Setting that up. Uh, now she's like assembling a cabinet, dealing with a crazy defense minister. Um, this book is uh, a clear kind of satire of culture as it is today. Uh, it is not subtle whatsoever. No, no, it's not. It is incredibly heavy-handed. Uh, do you like that, Eric? No, no, okay. I do not. Do you not like it? I, I think that that the things that it's tackling. Are, uh, are not black and white. They're not nuanced. And to make them so, so corny and overblown is, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a little on the dumb side. This is not the worst book that I've ever read, but <laughs> the, it, um, I always like when you preface things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, how's that? When you say, this isn't the worst thing I've ever yeah. read. I, I yeah. Like, that's good. It's not the uh, best either. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It is. It is certainly not the best. I. I don't know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go on a ten-minute anger rant after <laughs> reading it. <laughs> That's good. But That's solid. I. It's. It's. It's a book about politics for people that really sort of don't think deeply on the world. You know, it's. It's a lot of big. They just want to sort of point fingers at people and it, blame others. It's, it, it's. It's clunky. I, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that. I think it could accomplish more by doing less. Yeah, like I agree. Just focusing on one of these things that are happening, not trying to give. I, I understand that they're trying to probably get. There, I don't know how well this book is doing. It's a Prez book. I don't know how much mm-hmm. demand there is for a Prez book. I was. I think there was a lot of surprise when it was just announced. People were like, "Really? Like you're gonna do that? Okay." Um, but. It's doing, it's like, you get like all these kind of side stories going on all at the same time trying to like introduce you to this, you know, like the fact that like kids on their couches are 
controlling defense robots and stuff, and, like, you know, they're on a, some, you know, innocent Middle Eastern guy ends up going to Guantanamo Bay, and, you know, they're a lot of trying to capture, like, politics and stuff. Like, if they had just focused, like, on the story of the, the one person in this, and just focused on either the video game kid or... The, the, the poor father, the poor camera guy who captured some murder on his camera, or like narrow the focus a little bit between that and the president. My other solution would be just make it bigger, like super ridiculous, like. Yeah, just absolutely absurd. Yeah, like it, it is just not enough, certain enough to be like over the, over, over, over the top. It, it's kind of in that gray area between like, ridiculous satire and mm-hmm. like the daily show and that doesn't like you can't do that in a i don't know it, it's not bad but it's not mm-hmm. great it and i mean it looks fine i have no complaints about the art uh i mean it's it is suitable for what it's doing i guess i would mm-hmm. try and emphasize like that's the thing like it doesn't emphasize the more ridiculous things enough i guess uh, there's too much talking and pointing in boardrooms and stuff and I don't know. I, I can't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Do not buy. I almost feel like, uh, I don't know. I agree with everything you just said. I don't know that I hate it enough to just be like, yeah, it's a piece of shit. Um, it's not it, like, it, I don't feel I'm like, I'm not angry that I bought it or yeah, read it. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's, it's so like, man, that I like, there's so like, many good comics out there that I think my hesitation is I kind of want to like it. Yeah. I could see I, a, I could see a version of it that I do like. Yeah, so I, I I'm gonna come down on the same side as you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna come down on do not buy, but I'm not gonna feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I, 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 I I honestly I rarely feel good saying do not buy. Yeah. Except for those rare cases where a comic book makes me angry that it mm-hmm. exists. And then you're just like, oh man, I can't wait to say fuck you. <laughs> yeah, this, this book makes me angry. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but double do not buy prize number four. I, I may, I don't know, we, we'll see how it does. Check back in it on maybe in a later date and see mm-hmm. if it's kind of focused in or on something particular, or whatever. Uh, our fourth book, our next book is Tokyo Ghost number one. Uh, written written by Rick Remender, Art Sean Murphy. Uh, they are both credited as creators as well, with Matt Hollingsworth on colors, Russ Wooten doing the letters. Um, I follow uh, Murphy on Twitter, so he has been po- posting like pages of this, te- teaser pages of this for a long time. And these two guys working together makes me curious, just mm-hmm. like to start with, because I'm a fan of both. And oh yeah, this I this book's really cool. It it, it it nothing in it is necessarily original. Mm-hmm. Like a lot well, of the they talk, I, they, they talk about like how it's derivative of you know the dreads and all. I mean, it, it's but it looks great and the the writing is really solid. Like I actually care about the characters. Like they're interesting. I I'm, I'm like I I want to see what happens. I'm I'm hooked. I'm on board. I like it. Hmm. It's it. I enjoy it. It's very peculiar. And it's a little, I don't know, it's a little silly, a little clunky. I do love, I, I, God, I love his art so much. I love it so, so much. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know. I, I just hope that the later issues read a little cleaner. And maybe it's just this style of, uh, I, yeah, it's, I, it's too, it's too much too soon. I think I, I understand what you're saying about, I think I got lost 
mm-hmm. on some of the big the two the two page you know where there's like a whole bunch of dialogue and narration going on at the same time and mm-hmm. you get kind of it's I, overwhelming I, like crazy. I had to go into I I went into the uh, comicsology uh, I forget what the mode's called where it just goes caption by caption. Mm-hmm. I went into that. Yeah. Which I rarely do. I usually like looking at the entire page, zooming in and out. Uh, but for that, I had to, I kind of just went like, okay, just give me snapshots. Of it's, this it's hard, book. it's hard to read it any other way. I had to do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, I, for me, it was the fonts on this screen. Was it? Yeah. But I, I like what this book is doing. Um, it does have all its influences on its, you know, on its mm-hmm. sleeve, but I don't, I don't, I still care. Like I, this, they, it's not necessarily original idea. And I mean, like Eric said, they already, they mentioned that in the back matter, but it, it's executed well enough. I, and I, I do agree with that. I think they could tighten it up a little bit. I think just because of those big action pages where there's, you know, it's two page, uh, with, you know, multiple things going on all the time and you know there's a lot of kind of information being given to you about this whole new setting you don't necessarily know exactly how everything works i think it should slow down a little bit it seems like this Mm -hmm. is i i would prefer them to have like try and keep it fast paced i mean Mm -hmm. a lot and it there's a lot of story in this it gets it's very dense and i think that is a plus and a minus it's kind of double-edged sword I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of, not exposition, but there's a lot of backstory. There's a lot of introducing things. Yeah. In and of itself, it's like, oh, uh, two guys, you know, guy and a girl hunting down one dude. Okay. Now they're going to do things. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, really it boils down to that. It's a pretty simply shaped story, but it's tons and tons and tons of backstory and exposition. Mm -hmm. They're more telling the story about the world. I mean, do you agree or disagree? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of twists and turns and a lot of action sequences and it's not like nothing interesting happens. It's not as boring. It's just like okay, they're looking for a guy, they get him, and yeah. it's not that. But I mean, that is what happens. Yeah, but I mean, the the you're right in that the all the extra information is context. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, where are we? When are we? What are these people like? Why are they looking for that guy? And you know. I don't know. It, it's not. It's pretty complex, honestly. There's a lot of stuff in here. I'm, but I'm really excited, like about this book. I really, mm-hmm. I really like this. I am a buy. Yeah, I, I, you know, I do have some misgivings about it, but it's it's one to watch for sure. There's there's a lot of good in it, and I, you know, I enjoy it thoroughly. Love the way that friggin' crazy Akira bike looks. Jesus yeah, Christ, it's so nuts. Pretty solid. It's so nuts. No, I'm, I'm, a, I, I, it would be stupid to not buy this book. So, that is Tokyo Ghost number one, double buy. Uh, our final comic of the week is we gotta jump over to our Dark Horse app. I have to change tabs in my browser? What? Ah, so bad. Um, but it is the Paybacks number one, uh, let's see. Script by Donny Cates and Elliot Rahal. Art by Jeff Shaw. Colors by Lauren Affey. Letters Michael Heisler. Uh, I've been looking forward to this book for a while because it is the same team who did Buzzkill, a book that we both really liked. Uh, came out of nowhere. Um, this is the, it even has a shared character in it. Mm-hmm. Dr. Black. Old, old Dr. Black makes it back. He does. He comes back in it. This is, uh, the simple kind of elevator pitch is a superhero team, superhero repo team. What do you need when you need something back from people? And you need superheroes to do it. Um, but it 
it's you know it's ridiculous. It's all the superheroes are dumb and but fun. I well, they're all they're all well many of them are ridiculous knockoffs of yes existing characters mm-hmm. like like Beast is in here but he's a Sasquatch because why not Skisquatch. Mm-hmm. That does, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, there's Soviet Nunchuck, who I guess mm-hmm. they, all he does in, only thinks he can speak in English are action movie quotes. Mm-hmm. There's one of the it's guys. That's what they're teaching him. I like that they're hunting down Night Knight, mm-hmm. who has a unicorn that talks. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end. It's like, I, and apparently, and apparently Gerard Way thinks it's genius that he doesn't actually ride him. Yeah, they just kind of go into battle together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I actually got a uh, free code from from Donny Cates uh, that I didn't want to have to log into the the uh, Dark Horse website to do. So I have a, a code for this for any listener. First listener tweets at us, wants it, I will send it to you. <laughs> so you can have this comic for free. It's I really like it. I I, I it's Buzzkill kind of had that that irreverent, same irreverent tone as this, but mm-hmm. it also had that kind of uh, the the undertone of kind of the issues of dependence and, and on, you know, narcotics and stuff like that. This doesn't really have that. It's just silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of dumb superhero fun that I really enjoy. Um, this type of book doesn't seem to last. Like, it kind of reminds me of, of like, the Spirit Post of Spider-Man and those kind of books you'd see that in, in you know, Marvel and DC, but generally they get canceled, unfortunately. Um, Ant-Man... Had it, has it recently, Nick, I mean, Nick Spencer writes as well as Superior Foes. Um, the, the new Spider-Woman book kind of had it as well. Um, but this is, because it's not constrained to those properties, it could be a little bit sillier, a little bit more vulgar, uh, and make more fun of the heroes, honestly. Of, of, and use, you know, it just uses analogs instead of the real thing. Do you, do you like it as much as Buzzkill? Hmm. That's an excellent question. Um, I, I do thoroughly enjoy it, and, want to see more i think i think donnie needs to do more comics because this is just a whole hell of a lot of fun i don't know buzzkill's pretty special it had a lot of heart to it where this is just a dumb fun comic yeah but i i certainly it's a tough it's a tough question for me to ask i guess i'm gonna say no for that reason okay but i i can't really say i like it a whole lot less it's it's good for many of the reasons that Buzzkill was good, but you know, it, it it's a it's a hell of, it's a hell of a book, and it's they're they're a solid team. This was the same artist as Buzzkill, right? It looks a lot like Buzzkill. It's, it's the same. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fucking dynamite. They need to make more books. No, it's really it's really good, really fun. And I I I I'm, I don't know if I I think Buzzkill is like a completed thing, and this mm-hmm. is one issue. I there's a lot of potential here, and they they really done a good job at setting up kind of just a very kind of open premise that can, mm-hmm. and like they've already we already have a mystery in our hands at the end of the book so I am a, a solid buy paybacks number one tweet at us and I will give you a code for this comic I have a sneaky suspicion who's going to get it we'll see <laughs> maybe a lurker will jump in jump in action we'll see. Are you you're a buyer? I assume. Uh, naturally. Naturally. Uh, so that is a double buy on the paybacks number one. Uh, did you read anything else this week, Eric? I know I didn't. I have not had any time to do hardly anything. Yeah, I'm. I've had time, but I've not. There was not really anything else that came out this week that I really wanted to read. Honestly, I didn't. I don't think I bought any other comics other than ones we read. Um, 
but with that, uh, we can uh, call an end to weekly floppies, uh, and we can jump on to our next segment, which is checking in. Checking in is part show. Eric and I will discuss uh, what we've been up to, talk about things, recommend things, um, tell you to check things out. No, quote unquote. Uh, what do you, you want to start, Eric? You want me to start? No, I'm. I am going to talk about. Uh... The the end of my uh, my robot escapades. Okay. You want to hear all about it? I do actually. I'm pretty you, interested. You 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 paid me a, a rare compliment on it. It's a cool thing. Twitter just showed me a picture of a guy with a refrigerator that looks like R2D2. Okay. I'm sorry. That, I'm gonna that tab's gonna go away because that's really distracting. I it's a it's it's a neat thing seeing it's, yeah I know. In, it's, in its in its entirety now that it's complete it's a cool thing. Yeah, well, I, 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 I appreciate that. The, uh, the robot I built and not the, not, not, the, not R2D2 not, not the, fridge. Not the R2D2 refrigerator. No, although not. I kind of want that now. No need for it. But, uh, there was no need for the robot that I built. But, uh, you know, I've, I've put something into the world. Something terrible and, and, uh, you know, apparently you think it's going to achieve sentience. I just. And, and Skynet tweeted us. Yeah. I, Yes. Don't know if you saw that. I, I did see that. Um, I, I just how was the sh- how was the show? It was a fun night. You know, I had some uh, I had some Tampa artist friends uh, come with me, and we hung out. And I don't know, I got a little turned up, talked to some people, had a good time. You know, if I had if I could have done anything different, I wish I had sort of made some signage, which I was planning to do, but did not have time. Sort of explaining how to interact with it. I figured. Putting it on the actual LED board would have been enough. Mm, people but are think, impatient. Well, people are impatient and they got easily confused and it's, it would have been better to explain in big bold letters, talk to me on Twitter. But I think a lot of people got it and a lot of people thought it was very funny. Although I don't understand because the, the venue we were at, I mean, it was a bar. Okay. You know, like there were, like I drank like a bunch of bourbon there. This was apparently an all ages show. Strange. It's a bunch of children came in to the show. Mm. It was really weird. That is strange. And one of the first things that you saw when you came in was your my my robot talking about horse pussy. That's good. That's good. That's great. That was literally. I don't know if you saw that. I one. did see that one. It's. I was. We were looking at all the the tweets I, oh, yeah. last night, and it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It's the things that humans say to each other, because that was that was the that's the whole draw of this to me was. Uh, These are all real. Yeah, that 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 they came from Reddit data mm-hmm. that we pulled down, and uh, a certain magic data scientist that we are Robbie and I are. Uh, mutual friends of him, maybe a little bit more than me. She's my wife. It's yes, not, he's he is not, he is married to her. Not a mystery. They're they're very close. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, she found all these insults on there using magic. Mm-hmm. I assume. Yep, that's all it was. I, I watched um, her mm-hmm. use magic. <sighs> It's, it's 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 a neat thing. Uh, if you guys haven't been following, we've talked about it a lot in the past few weeks. I I have talked about it possibly too much. And it's at at the real fubot. Tweet at that, and it will tweet back at you insults from Reddit. Mm-hmm. From Reddit, and it will say something fucked up to you without a doubt. Probably. Um, uh, I would suggest that your next thing you just make one that does in, that is compliments. 
I thought about, I actually kind of did think about that. Like I want to scrape a bunch of uh, inspirational quotes and make, we'll see which one gets more followers because I'm sure it'll be the, oh, actually that'd be hilarious. Like really like meaningless, like uh, really fluffy and bullshit inspirational quotes. You Hug, know? Hugbot. Yeah, Hugbot. But it's like all of it's just completely meaningless shit. It's just, well, it's just the worst kind of drivel. It couldn't be anything but that, honestly. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, insults are much easier to make generic than... I actually thought a really fun idea would be to make a Twitter bot that is basically a choose-your-own-adventure. I feel like that exists. There is one, but it's very clunky. Okay. All it is is basically Twitter accounts that have one tweet with links to other Twitter accounts. Ah, okay. And it's 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 not very good. Do you know I'm actually talking about like a game that you can play by interacting with on Twitter. Do you know have you ever heard of Twine? Twine, no. It all capitals Twine. It it's it's a very simple system where you can make basically your own text adventure. Mm. And that it reminds me of that. Where it basically comes to choose your own adventure, but you know, just you, you set up long chains of text. Interesting. Um, there's, it's, it's very simple, very easy. Anyone could use it probably. It does not require any kind of programming knowledge. Um, but it reminds me. I'll look into this. This seems like a fun, uh, a fun thing to do. I can set up, I can send you a link. It, it, I, oh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at twinery.org right now. Well, never it was, it was, it was not challenging to, to, I also have Google. You also have Google. Hey, everyone has, well, not everyone. Everyone listening to this has Google. Probably. How else are you going to fucking find us? Yeah. Like, we're not on cassette. Yeah, there's, you never know. We could be at the Library of Congress in 600 years. You're not going to find us in the Afghanistan uh, desert after you take down a base. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, I might I might go on vacation. In 1984? I, I didn't. Is that what you were referencing? I have no idea. No, Metal Gear. It's a Metal Gear. Okay. You find, I'm cassette. S- you find cassette. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't understand the reference to the game that you're playing, and I'm not. It's, oh, I, I forgive you. It's okay. It's cool. Uh, so, Eric. So, Robbie. I have a question for you. What is your question? Do you like Mega Man? My answer is fuck yes, I like Mega Man. Okay, well then I have a game for you. Mm. I have a, a, a game I've been... Do I, do I need to open up Steam and buy something that I'm not going to play? Uh, you don't have to buy it. You can look at it on Steam. So it, so it, it is It is in It is it, in the it, Steam. It is, it is in Steam. It is uh, called 20XX. 20XDX? No, XX. Just 20XX. That's the way they say it in Strongbad. They say 20XDX. That's, I don't, I'm not in Strongbad. I'm a real That's person. That's canon. That's canon. That's no. how it's pronounced. No, you can pronounce it however you like. I'm going to pronounce it like it's actually spelled. 20XX. It is a video game. It is, uh, a Mega Man roguelike, basically. You said, you said the right first thing and then the bad second thing. Well, okay. I I check out tons of roguelikes because when a roguelike does it works really well, it works really well for me. Like there's certain ones I like a bunch. Like I love Rogue Legacy. Um I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I have dozens in my Steam I library. Did, I despise Rogue Legacy. I'm okay. just putting that out there. This th- th- I'm watching the this video is, as it's we not, speak. It it's, looks, no, it looks it looks amazing. It's much different than Rogue Legacy, but it it, mm-hmm. it like it doesn't like at first it's very hard, but it eases up on that difficulty scale as you get used to the controls and used to how their systems work. But it is Mega Man. I mean, it's, it's clearly Mega Man. It looks sim, it looks very much like a very modern Mega Man. I think like, you know, the Mega Man X or whatever you want to, newer Mega Man games. It it looks just like Mega Man X. It's just basically does that, but 
kind of does it more procedurally, where you start off in a random, you know, there's a set of environments, like there's a lava, there's like an air temple, there's a, like a jungle industrial thing, you know, there's different ones. And then you'll, there's a set amount of bosses, and it's the same structure as Mega Man, where you go through this level, platforming, shooting, uh, you get upgrades, you fight a boss, kill the boss, you can choose to upgrade so that your special attack is the boss's special attack. Like Mega Man. Um, but then you choose both, uh, get a, a set of random bosses matched with random environments and you proceed on and you just keep going. You collect things that allow you to unlock more upgrades so that they are available in the next playthrough. It's a roguelike. Um, but aside from all that procedurally, procedurally generated, generated stuff, it is Mega Man. Like, it feels like Mega Man. Um, oh, it it looks crazy fun, it's, honestly. It's twelve dollars right now. I believe they're going to be charged fifteen. It's an early access, but it it looks like a regular. I mean, I think they said it's feature complete. They've got to polish things and add multiplayer. I'm not going to play multiplayer. Don't care. Um, it's twelve dollars. This looks this looks this looks crazy fun in multiplayer. They're showing it. I not that it doesn't look fun. I just won't play it. I don't really care uh, about like two D multiplayer platforming games. Like that doesn't really appeal to me. Like competitive. Co-op, I might. We, it looks, it looks co-op. No, I don't. Know. It has, it has co-op. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if multiplayer included competitive multiplayer or not. Um, but regardless, twelve dollars. It's one that I didn't become immediately frustrated. That's generally the litmus test. Mm-hmm. Like if I can play for a few hours and go like, yeah, I need another game of this. Like th- I'll keep playing it, and I probably will keep playing this. It's, it's, it's a good drop in, drop out kind of game. Um, you die a lot at first, but then you quickly unlock more upgrades, and then you have longer and longer runs, and it gets really fun. It and it's hey, you like Mega Man? It's Mega Man, twenty XX, twelve dollars on Steam early access. Uh, shouldn't be, I think it'll be full release soon, but it'll be fifteen dollars on full release. So if you want to buy it now for you know a few dollars discount? Not a bad idea. Um, I played Mario Maker more. It's still Mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> I unlocked uh, a lot more tile sets, tool sets, stuff. I've been putting out more levels. I uh, joined a couple, like I went to uh, our Mario Maker. I went, I've, uh, uh, I've joined. There's a, a Facebook group that's like a, a level group where people post their levels and like get. I've just kind of abandoned trying to play through the expert level challenges. Like I'm just gonna, I I follow a certain amount. I like I find people I like their levels and I just follow them and play through their levels. Um, most of the expert levels are garbage, so I just ignore them. Um, there's been a long, a big debate about that, that in, like, online in the past few days. Like, it's been out less than a week, and people are already kind of complaining about, first people complain about the levels are garbage, then people complain about that, those people complaining, and then people, you know, it's just a cycle of people arguing about, you know, game design and stuff, but I, I mean, I just, I just want to find, I just want to play fun levels. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've I, we've already we've already discussed how much people like to complain about things that they think are bad rather than you know promote things that are good. Yeah, I'm just trying to find. I I, re, I just want Nintendo to kind of put a filtering system so we tag just tag things like this level has this this and this. It's not mm-hmm. I, that's actually good. That's yeah, clever. Yeah, it's not that hard. Um, I, well, it's Nintendo. I'm that, sure they'll find a way that, to make it very difficult. I think that like that should just sort of be a standard, like not just. Uh, not just in this, but in pretty much any way that we interact with the internet, we should be able to tag like nearly everything. Like I want to tag people. There's just so many people. Like I want to tag them as like, you know, if they change their Twitter avatar and all of a sudden I don't know who the fuck they are anymore. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? That does happen. I have encountered I mean, people it, who are just like I'm suddenly I'm like, "Well, you're a new per- you're new. Who are you? Oh, mm-hmm. you're the same person." Yeah, no, I want to be able to I want to be able to tag people and understand who in the hell they are. From, yes. From day to day in my life when all of a sudden they they change their name to something weird because it's Christmas or whatever. It's like I I want to know who the hell you you continue to be. Yeah, I I try and stop myself whenever I get the urge to change my name to something clever. It's like, eh, probably better to let people know who I actually am instead of like yeah. a, funny, a funny joke um, that will like. I guess when you have a hundred thousand followers, no one gives a shit at that point. No, <laughs> no, they don't. don't. They probably don't. Uh, that's it. I mean, video games. I play. I play them. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congratulations. You're, um, thank you. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It does. You ready to that talk really about, does. you ready to talk about helper dog? Simple dog? I guess. <laughs> I like the sound of that. That, that kind of exasperated sigh and. Uh, I got up at seven this morning. Actually, it was only like 6.45 to read this after going to sleep at two o'clock. Mm. In the morning, not in the afternoon. So your so your normal night's sleep? Honestly, at this point, yes. Uh, but with that, I think we can uh, switch over to our final segment. Segment we end every show with this time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is a part show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work uh, and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Uh, spoilers abound, obviously. Um, this week we are doing Hyperbole and a Half by Ali Brosh. Uh, it, Start off as a kind of web comic slash log. I don't know, there's there's text in it. It's not you know all. It's not like a typical strict comic book. Um, but I think there's enough of it to kind of warrant the fact. I think the art is the, the quote unquote art. I'm sure Eric. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about that. Um, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to be biting my lip a lot. Yeah. Um. But it's very successful. Uh, like Eric mentioned, I think when we announced it last week, Bill Gates is the featured Amazon review of the mm-hmm. book. You might have heard of him. He's a billionaire. You uh, might, you might have um, cured malaria. You said you were aware of this last week. Mm-hmm. You, had you I, read? I, I did not realize that it was a uh, a printed book that is a New York Times bestseller. That I did not know. Well, it was a, a just a website for a long time. Oh yeah, and then and I was I had read it uh, for on the website for a long time. Um, well, I think the uh, the there's the one story in here that was just like crazy, crazy viral that I, as soon as I got to it, I'm like, every word of this seems familiar. The clean all the things, I, the learn how to adult kind oh, of. Oh, that's, that's like, that's so firmly part of our culture. But uh, no, it's the, it's the story about the dogs. Oh yes. Simple dog, helper dog, the moving, to, uh, the moving story. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was the moving yeah, because a lot of this story. is new. Like, uh, I have read, I think, everything on our website, and that one is on the website already. The, um, the cake story is on our website. The, mm-hmm. the, um, and the clean all the things is on the website already. But a lot of this actually is new. I was kind of, I wasn't sure how much, what ratio to expect. Um, but three quarters of it is probably, I would say, some, I, I had not recognized it. So, um, either I've forgotten about it, the things I read, or it is, either way, it's new to me. Um, uh, it's, the the full title is Unfor- Hyperbole and a Half, Unfortunate Situations, Fallout Coping Mechanisms, Mayhem, and Other Things That Happened. Uh, I don't think it needs all that extra stuff, but uh, regardless, mm. that is what it is called. Um, it you, follows- have to, you have to say something to people that don't know what in the hell it is. I guess that's true. Um, uh, Ali Brosh, it, it's it's kind of semi-autobiographical. 
to a certain extent. I mean, I'm sure I don't know how much he fictionalizes some of these things. I'm sure some of it's just the you know how memory works. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, yeah, of course. But uh, I mean, it's it's following her life in different times of her life, and uh, it, it tackles both very silly things and very serious things, um, like depression. Um, let's get this out of the way first, Eric. Her art style is like she uses MS Paint. Like she mm-hmm. is. It's yes, she she draws like a person that uses MS Paint. Yeah, and like no, like and that's I mean she's talked about it on her website. Like yeah, mm-hmm. she uses paint. Uh not trained in any way. Yes. No, and I really like it. It's not good art. You know, it doesn't look her people don't look like a person. Like you know, she draws you know people that look funny and weird. Like they're like like they're like fish with clothes on almost. Um, mm-hmm. I like her dogs a lot, honestly. The way she draws the dogs and the the dogs are much more well drawn than the people. Yeah, the people are. I I don't even know what like car- cartoonish. I guess is is the best. I don't know I, a way to describe it. I describe mm-hmm. it, Eric, to me. Do your best. I I I want to give me just like a a breakdown. How well, you- I mean, it's 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 not even really attempting to be. It's it's just all. Your basic cartoon symbols, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the, the arms are just squiggles. <laughs> yes. And, and it's, it's interesting because they're like so naive, like the people that like are her family all have this stylization, but when it's like an outside person, like they're basically crude stick figures, like they're not stylized the same way. It's really weird that way. It's, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like the other humans are like a child's drawing where her people are kind of like smiley faces. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I they're understand, like, yeah. They're, they're, they're like the other. They're, it's a weird, mm-hmm. like, just, they're like aliens. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, a, they're just sort of an abstract representation of like the emotion that they're supposed to be carrying. Um, sorry. Um, she, she's definitely very good. Uh, with communicating the emotion that she's trying to get across. And I don't think, like, if these things were less abstract, I don't think that they would be funny. I think that the bad drawing, I mean, there's just something funny about bad drawings. It's always hilarious. Well, like, she has gone and, like, people, of course, have, mm-hmm. of course, like, you know, emailed her, messaged her, tweeted at her, you know, that she's terrible at drawing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And she comes out like, that's, yeah, I know. I, but I spend a lot of time on these bad drawings. Like, uh, you know, her paint, yes, they're all done in paint. And yes, they are not good art, quote unquote. But, you know, I, I, it's for a reason. Like, I'm, I'm obviously not an quote unquote artist. Like, it's to tell the story. Um, I, and I, and like you said, she's very good at communicating the, the emotion, mm-hmm. but, and like, that's, like, the true strength of this, I think, is the storytelling. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's really good, and it's really funny. I was, I, did you find all this funny, Eric? I'm, no. Okay. For the most part, no. I, I, I laughed a handful of times through the whole book. Okay. Um, I, I can't even point out what parts that I looked at and laughed at. I, um, yeah, I, but I, I, I did not find it upro- uproariously funny. I, I did. I, and that doesn't surprise me because I've found her stuff hilarious before. Yeah, I, I think there's a reason I don't, I don't read her website. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, so it's sort of self-selection here mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, we pick a book that I already like, but, uh, I found it very, very funny. I was in bed reading with, uh, Kim, Kim was playing on her phone and I was just like, 
laughing like an idiot next to her. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I should probably read that book. Um, she's also a fan. Um, I, the, the bit where they, they record the vacuum cleaner into the, mm-hmm. <laughs> into the, into the answering machine. Yes. <laughs> I am vacuum. <laughs> it's just such a dumb little kid thing to do mm-hmm. that I, I, and like there's, oh, the other story that is also on their website is the, of her being in a nest, going to the dentist and then wanting to, uh, have like a test that she's not, that she can go to a party and that, and like she, if she has a, this whole weird system as a little kid that I'm fine to go to this party. I, we, Kim and I quote that to her all the time. Um, I, yes, I find it really funny. Like I, I don't know. It, it's very weird. It's very strange. A lot of the stuff in here. Um, but it's also very, did you, how do you, like, the thing that is not, not on a, the website a lot, I think she, her most, one of her most recent posts is one of the, uh, I think the part one depression. Mm-hmm. What did you think about those sections? Like her, the, they're more raw. They're not really, I mean, there's yeah. funniness in them kind of, but it's more about like, oh, wow, this is like kind of just like opening up like how she those, feels. Now, those were the sections that, um, that I enjoyed the most, um, those in the sections at the end, and when I was like when I was walking around, someone asked me about this book, and I described it as like, oh, you know, she's she's really messed up. And then I, I mean, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, there's nothing really that messed up in here. Like, I don't think she's a crazy person. No. Like, I pretty much think that everyone on Earth feels and thinks this way in some form or fashion. And we tell ourselves that no one else feels this way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons this is, this, this is popular is because she, she says these things. Lots of people feel these things. I mean, you think about the Lewis C.K. bit. Right. They reminded know, me of about, that. Yeah. I know what yeah, you're talking about. The, the bit about like, Oh, come here, son. You can have my seat and you know, my little feelies. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole identity thing at the end was my, my basically essentially that. Yeah, my little my little believies. I don't actually do those things, but I like to think yeah. that I can. Well, that's I mean, I did enjoy that. You know, the the depression part it hit very close to home. Um, I don't know. It's it's is very frustrating to read it because it really felt like. Just sort of knowing in my own life, when I've been at my most depressed and felt the most awful, she would, she just writes about doing the exact wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's unusual. No, I, and I, I, and it's kind of painful to read it. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, th- that's in, like, that's, and it's a very strange kind of confluence of very silly stories of her and her boyfriend being attacked by a goose versus her writing very honestly and openly about depression. And, mm-hmm. like, it's honest, like, you don't see that, you don't see, like, real depictions of depression mm-hmm. in fiction. You see, like, the way she even talks about it, like, you see romanticized versions of that. Mm-hmm. You don't see just people sitting doing nothing, because that's what they, you know, it's how they feel at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, like, I say it's weird. I think you saying, like, everyone feels like this, it's weird that we can see it so open, mm-hmm. so honest. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, oh, yeah. I'm, yes, we all have weirdo thoughts in our head about, yeah, about stuff that's in this, you know, book, but you don't see it just like, hey, yeah, this is, I, yeah, I'm, I, I really like it. I really, it's unique in that way. I don't, I don't, 
Like I'm it's, trying. To, it's it's really painfully honest. Yes, it is. It's very much like in, in, I, incredibly so. Like not like almost like nothing I've ever read. Yeah, I can think of very few things that the, the, she is incredibly honest about herself. Um, maybe not necessarily smart about the way she treats herself in in based on this, but certainly honest and introspective. No. I, she's actually on an episode of WTF. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Marin. Um, I I hope I don't have to subscribe to What's It to listen to that. I want to hear that really bad now. It's an older one. You may mm-hmm. have to. Subscribe. I would I would have to. Well, if you download Howl and then use the the code Bang, I think you get a month free or something. Which well, but, I don't know. You get a you get uh, a yeah. I know there's a trial period. It's an it's an older. I it may still be in the free archives on iTunes for Mark Marin. I want to check. He releases so many episodes. They get pushed back real fast. Um, mm-hmm. but it's really interesting, and and I think that she's in a better place than she was when she was making this. Well, um, I imagine she's very wealthy. Yeah, she's. I'm, she probably did pretty well just on her website, and this is. I mean, I don't know. You, uh, you're probably you're not going to make a million dollars even on a uh, unless right unless it's fucking Fifty Shades of Grey or Harry Potter. You're you're not going to get really rich off of a book. No, but I'm sure it, you know she's. At least, you know, stable. Mm-hmm. They, they sell it at Target. Uh, you know, at a certain point, any book that gets sold at you know yeah. those types of places. Like she, she could, you know, she could be making some money off of it. But like, it's kind of shocking how little books sell. No, yeah, exactly. They're not bestsellers like thirty thousand copies or something yeah, people like don't that. people don't like to read things. No, not. Um, did you enjoy the book as a whole? I, I let's drill down on. That's a that's a um. That's an interesting question. I, I, I didn't, I, cause I, I don't dislike it okay. terribly. I don't, I, um, I don't regret reading it. I don't know that I enjoy it. Okay. Is it because of those kind of raw and? No, un- no, no. Those, okay. were, those were definitely the parts I enjoyed the most. Like okay. I think that, I think that honesty in art is very important. Okay. And even if it's bad, which, I'm I'm even kind of coming around on the art. Like it doesn't really make sense for me to talk shit about it because it doesn't it doesn't matter. The things that are really important, you know, she does do very well. You know, communicating the emotion and the comedy of the moment. Uh, you you mentioned storytelling, which I think is is solid. It's it's usually very evident what's going on in the panel. You know, something that is mind blowing about this is it doesn't appear she's ever gotten better at drawing. That's what's shocking. That normally when like normally when people like draw a comic mm-hmm. for a long period of time, there's a tremendous shift from the first ones to the last ones. It doesn't matter who the person is. I think that's honestly part I, I think she conscious consciously mm-hmm. Structures so that well, they like look she, right. The it's same. like she's working off her own style guide. Yeah, which is a strange decision. It's a very odd decision to me to to keep it that way. I mean, even Jeff Jocks has changed his art style tremendously over the years. He has. Um, but it's the funny stuff, the quote unquote funny parts, the comedy that you didn't like and much. It's, and it's not like it's bad. I I enjoy them on on some level. I don't know. It's it's funny because I I don't know. It's it's a little too relatable to me. The the kid stuff. 
every kid I've ever known acts just like that. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's yeah. it feels like she's really judging herself. It's weird. I don't well, know. I I mean that's kind of the I, I get her that. Deal. Yeah. I mean I yes her her there's actually a story in here that I'm surprised that wasn't like that was on her website that didn't make this. I was kind of surprised about how mm-hmm. when she was six she got a dinosaur costume and just wore it all the time and just acted like a dinosaur all the time. And but I mean there's lots of stories like that. I in and yes, a lot of children act exactly like the way mm-hmm. herself as a child acts. But I don't know. We never see that necessarily in a lot of fiction. I think, and that's a, it. Kind of circles back to that kind of honesty thing, where it's always romanticized, and like the kids are like quirky or they're mm-hmm. just annoying. There's no, there's no in between. It's like mm-hmm. you know, children are one thing. Mm-hmm. But in this, like, she's even like the whole part where she's trying to get to the cake. Like, she eats the cake not because she wants cake at that point. She eats the cake because she wants to punish her mother. Like, it's vengeful mm-hmm. that she's eating this entire cake. And you don't see, I like, there's a, like, a whole uh, variety of emotional depth applied to her as a child, which we never, we don't really often do. We don't give that to children in fiction. It, it's their, their one thing, unless, mm-hmm. like, um, they're, like, they're sad. Or they're quirky, or you know they're cute, or they're annoying. They're the most one-dimensional of one-dimensional characters. From I mean, there's always exceptions, but for the most part, like don't think about like depth of children. Even though yes, they don't act like adults, but they have many different feelings. They're just kind of amplified in a certain way, and that's I think that's kind of and she's critical of herself because kind of what she is. Although mm-hmm. I'm very critical of myself, so. It just doesn't, I don't write it down in a big book. Yeah. Um, you are a huge piece of shit though, so it's probably okay. How got better? <laughs> I don't really think that. Are we whispering now? Well, na- now we are. Oh, okay. Um, doesn't mean we have to keep doing it okay, though. Okay, let's stop. Um, no, I, I don't know what it, I mean, and humor is very subjective. It, it's probably the most subjective mm-hmm. of things. Like, I think you can get more people to agree on, like, hey, that drama is really good than to agree, hey, that comedy is really good. Like, it's the funniest thing that people always never ascribe, like, like difficulty when you're making something funny. Although comedy is, I think, harder than drama, you know, making something serious for the most part. Um, I found this really, I, I find all of her stuff hilarious. Um, I think her timing is pretty solid. She actually, I mean, just... Even in the layout of this book, like, I feel like the page turns work out really well. Um, I'm not sure if that's necessarily all her or the work of her editor and designer or whatever, how much, you know, she had in this. I do find it funny that you said, imagine, you uh, texted a picture of me of the, uh, back, or the quote on the back. Oh, imagine, yeah, it's, it's imagine, a terrible quote. It is really bad. <laughs> imagine if David Sedaris could draw. Like, it's, I'm pretty sure that any child could recreate these drawings. But I, any any child or adult with minimal effort can recreate these drawings. I don't honestly. I don't like. I like this way more than I like any David Sedaris. So I've never read anything, but that's fine. I some people love him. I'm a lot of people do. More I, of an Amy Sedaris guy myself. <laughs> if I had to choose, I would say I'm the same. Um, but this, yeah, I they're not the same. Even if you had the art. You know, the whole, this, mm-hmm. like, they're not, I don't feel like they're the same kind of fiction. Um, but I think it's, I, I, I kind of want to, I wanted to broach into, this is really, like, it's a, it's a bestseller. It's done very, very well. 
Um, and do you think if you had the same thing but made it a comic book, like I I I feel like for a, like that this kind of art, this very kind of paint weird amateur like naive art style, made like is helpful in that way. It is, but and I'm as as we're talking about this, like I'm I'm slowly processing. I think why it bothers me. Okay, and it it ties in. I think to a lot of. I mean, it's it is almost entirely about the art. And it's more like I I follow comics because I have a deep love and a respect for the craft of illustration. I also have a deep love and respect for the craft of writing. I mean, did, did, genre, regardless of any genre, you know, mm-hmm. as as you said, it's very challenging to write good anything, whether it's humor, drama, you know, a detective story, horror, whatever, you know, it. it all that's meaningless, but it's just something about crudely drawn. It only works in comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly what South Park probably wouldn't be funny if it was drawn as well as like, you know, Chuck Jones, Looney Tunes. Um, Family Guy wouldn't work. This wouldn't work. And it's, it's unusual to me. And may, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly why it gets stuck in my craw, but it's becoming, I mean, I don't necessarily think that it needs to be some elitist thing mm-hmm. that, you know, comedy, it has to, or whatever, it has to belong to people that are talented illustrators. I mean, it should go to the people that can make the funniest content. I, to that, I appreciate, I appreciate the, uh, the democratization of that. Um, but I don't, I don't know. The, the 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 illustrator in me, I don't want to see a world full of ugly content, and that's the way that content is going. Like it almost is like I look at it as my job to try and mitigate the ugly in the world. I mean, I I literally tell myself that at times. Like there are going to be people like that come to me with a terrible idea, and they're really crazy about it. They love it. It's a horribly ugly design, and I have to do my best job to make it less ugly within the parameters that they want. Like, that is that is how, as a professional artist, sometimes I have to justify creating art for other people that want something terrible. <laughs> um, and I guess just sort of on that level, it's painful. It's It's painful for me to see... To, to see where the art is an afterthought. And I don't think from what you're describing that it is. I, and when I, when I look at it deeply and see what she's doing well, it doesn't appear that it is. But in, it, it, it to, to me, it sort of fits in that set of things to where it is more the afterthought, to where it's the Randall Monroe's, um, well, that's where, yeah, that's for sure. I, I, well, I mean, I think he succeeds on his own level. His art is, I mean, he's, he's, he's got it on a different level. He's drawing fucking stick figures though. Yes. No, I mean, he, he has no real respect for the craft of image making, but his XKCD is, is successful for craft reasons beyond that. It's basically, it's, it's about 
math and writing. Yeah. It it works Des- on that design. level. Design. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Little, like he's he is an interesting craftsman in his own right, but it's not really illustration. It's not comedy. It is no, and that's it's fine. No, I, it doesn't bother me the same way that that other ugly things bother me. Like, I, I have avoided Rick and Morty because I think it's the ugliest shit I've ever seen. But everyone tells me I will love it. That's I, I have not watched it yet. I actually saw some people complaining about it yesterday on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, not the people are. complaining on the Internet. Well, I, I know, but match. I mean, not not even that. In the fact that everyone suggested it, but then they watch it and they don't get it. And they they find it kind of upsetting, honestly, some of the story and the, the way the humor works. But um, I you mentioned, like, she works, like, yeah, it's, I think, she purposely makes it bad. Mm-hmm. Like she could make it. Like you say, her style hasn't. You know, she has. She could gotten no. better as a. She purpose. Like you said, she works off her own style guide. Like it, it mm-hmm. is purposeful. Like I want to make paint art that looks quote unquote bad. Like an amateur drew it. Like you can see those dogs and the way that like they don't look necessarily like like photorealistic dogs, but they communicate. The way dogs can look, some like the weird things dogs do, mm-hmm. like those weird, like the way their legs splay out in weird, crazy ways, and the way their heads turn. Like she communicates that really well, and and the, I think it's just more like I associate this with like it's like Homestuck, <laughs> you know, it's 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 drawn badly and shitty on purpose in a low resolution bullshit like paint program mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's almost to me hyperbole and a half is only a few generations away from fred do you know what i'm talking about i don't know what that is you don't know you don't know fred i don't he was the number one youtube channel uh, a couple years back oh okay and now they've all grown up and now they like pewdiepie they do um i don't i whatever i i i do you think you mentioned it, you don't want to make it into like a sort of elitism kind yeah. of thing I, I like, and I mentioned like you can find this at Target. Mm-hmm. You can find like it on on an end cap as you walk by the book section. It is I've seen it. You know, one of the books you can just stroll by and look at this cover and buy it. Um, and comics, it's been a very slow and steady thing where you could have bought Target. I mean, you could have gone to Target or Walgreens or something and bought comic books, and now you really can't for the most part. Um. And not even, like, Spider-Man. But, I mean, like, it feels, like, with a lot of, like, trade, like, those bigger, bigger, even, like, Image or, or like, a, uh, First Second, like, those kind of books, it feels like they could, like, they, like, those are available in bookstores, but not necessarily in a Target. I, I just like, feel like somehow, like, is it, is that the public doing that? Like, the public, there's no interest, so the comics have kind of pulled themselves back into, like, this niche area where you have to go to a comic book store or you have to go online? Is it because of the, there's just no interest in that? Like, you mentioned the, the fight against ugly, which I, is, is a good thing. Um, there's tons of ugly art. I, I'm just curious about, like, the demand for, for good look. Like, is, are people's tastes that bad? Is that just the core of it? It, cause that's what I'm, it, like, I'm, maybe it is. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I ask myself this all the time. When do you look at things that are incredibly popular? You deal with it a lot more than I do. I, I do. Public nature. Oh yeah. I mean, when you, when you think about, like, when we, when we look at our designs, you know, the design that the, that people 
think is the coolest, you know, mm-hmm. well, that I, I think something's amazing. No one else in the company likes it, or I'll design something I think is terrible. Everyone else loves it. Um, but I mean, even beyond that, there might be things that we all unanimously love never gets bought and things that we despise will fly off the shelves. And it's interesting that so much of the stuff that is incredibly popular has this huge appeal to mediocrity, you know, like be good, but not too good and be repeatable and consistent, be available. I, I don't know. I just, it, it, it's not, this is only kind of tangentially related to this, but you mm-hmm. know, I just, I, I was looking at like, uh, I forget some comics, Facebook page. I, I don't know if it's comics related. It might have been CBR or free comic book day or, you know, one of the Facebook, they're one of their Facebook pages it was put, had posted something like had posted a preview for a comic and then like, who misses comics from the nineties? And like, it's just like, like I saw a like, huge response on this Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, but they were bad for the, like, they were pop, really bad. Yeah, not, I mean, they were diamonds in the rough, of course. There's good stuff out there, but the popular ones, not good. No, 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 no. But they, that was when it was most popular. And that, and like, again, like, the, like when, when wrestling was its most popular, like you go back and look at it, it wasn't necessarily that good. Like it was more raunchy, more kind of, Appealing to the lowest common denominator again, mm-hmm. and that wasn't necessarily good, though. I think it says more about the people, humans, yeah, in general, and and less about. I mean, I don't know. It it you you can't make things too good because people aren't really too good. We're, they're all kind of fair to midland. <laughs> it's okay. I, and I I don't want to. I picked this because it is very popular, and it is a very much like we've done this before, where we read very popular comics that a regular mm-hmm. comics reader, like all Raina Togemeyer, her comics get read, and those are true comics. They are mm-hmm. not this, you know, the kind of half comic, half blog kind of weird thing. But they are, you don't see them at comic book stores. You see them at bookstores, no. and yet they sell tons of books. They, she's, you know, does very, very, very well. And yet, no one talks about it. And that's another, yeah. like, I feel like I wanted, like, this is another, like, do you feel like we should, comics as a community should be more inclusive about art in, like, do you think this should be at a comic book store? I would not hate to see it, okay. honestly. This, certainly Raina Telgemeier. No, yes. That, that I, I mean, she I makes want, true I comics. Want, yeah. No, well, I mean, regardless. Regardless. Um, I, I think that just sort of the future of comic book stores, they need to be, more like an event or like a cultural hub. Like, well, I think not. Like, I think about it, like I think you could probably find this at like a place like Tate's. Yeah. No, of course you could. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think they're gonna have this at Emerald City, which is probably the closest thing to a Tate's Comics in in this area. It's Maybe Coliseum in uh... Orlando. No, they probably won't have it. They've yeah. kind of gotten I even I don't further think away. Either, They've but... gotten further away from. Yeah. Comics and more to collectibles and board games and figures. And I imagine that's because it sells. I'm not gonna kinda take no. I mean they still have plenty of comics there, but they do not have a wide variety of, you know, mm-hmm. collection trades mm-hmm. and books like that. Well, that's the sort of thing is like I I don't know that there's ever going to be a heyday of people running the stores and buying a million of something. 
you know. Yeah. I mean, even though that, even though, did that happen? Was it half a million? What was it that was the Star Wars record? Yeah, uh, Star Wars one sold. Uh, oh, I gotta look. I I know whatever I say, it's gonna be the wrong. Yeah, it was either half a million or a million. It was something very large for, um, over a million. Okay, so that's that's very good. That is very good. That's that's very good. Um, even though that happened, I don't necessarily think that. I, I, I just sort of think that that comic book stores they're gonna they're gonna struggle, particularly the smaller ones. It doesn't it doesn't seem like long term like a store any store that is dedicated to to selling physical media mm-hmm. when they're competing with digital. It it seems like a losing proposition. It's like it's like betting on a newspaper that's re- refusing to sell like or do journalism online. Um, and as such, I just sort of think that they're going to transition. Like you know, Coliseum is going to have more of the statues, and they're going to be more like a Tate store to where it's like it's like an event. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, let's get together and let's go to Tate's. It's a thing. It's like going to the movies or hanging out. It's like, let me go to this big crazy place, and it's like this nerd hub. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's either that or it's like, what's the video game bar in Orlando that we went to? Uh, that is, is Player One. Player One. Yeah, it's like that. You know, it's 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 going to a place for an event. You know, it's it's less about, I don't know, it's less about the individual books, I suppose. They have to do what weird things they have to do to get people in there. No. I forget how I was originally relating it to this. No, but I mean, like, I, I feel like that there isn't a space for this kind of thing in the mm-hmm. normal comics mm-hmm. community. And I feel like there should feel like yeah. they, this should be on the shelves and Raina Togemeyer should be on the shelves. And all, like, and like a lot of those kind of, like, there's this unnecessary separation between, mm-hmm. like, Real well, comics the, and, right. you know, whatever. That's, comics that's for other kinda, people. That's the kind of thing that's funny about this, though, is these things are separate. They're the best sellers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, all the broke-ass, like, comic creators over here, you know, making, like, $28,000 a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, oh, here's, here's fucking Allie Broach, who made $150,000 on her fucking book, and they're... I mean, are, I mean, does she really want to be a part of their club? Why would she give a fuck? Yeah, exactly. She's like, they're going to pretend they're the fucking cool kids. And you know, they are. You go to a comic convention, like, you know, you're, you're like fucking royalty. You're cool as fuck. Um, like it's, it's, but I mean, why, why would they care? Why would they need to be a part of that club? Why do they, why would they want that membership when they're, they're already skirting it? They don't have the stigma. I mean, maybe that's part of why it works. They don't have, they're avoiding that comic book stigma. So people will actually like stealth get a comic book in their hand. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It's, and it's, it's hard. Incredibly weird. And it's hard to track like when that, like, it, like, I don't, is it, I don't know if it's not like it's even a, like a decision by any person. It's just kind of like it happened like, oh, well, why would we put a comic for young girls in a comic book store. No, young girls go to comic book stores and stuff. Like that, it feels like, yeah, why, a publisher, why would I even go, like you said, why would I bother? I can just go and not have that stigma attached to it and then still sell because it's not marketed as that as marketed as something that's appropriate. I just think it's, I don't know. Something interesting to talk about. It certainly is that. 
Would you, uh, would you write, like, you, you kind of back and forth on, yeah, if you like this. My, my feelings about this book are complicated. Like, I sort of recognize the goodness of it. I think it is, I think it is a good thing. It is a well-crafted, well-made thing. Um, but I mean, I have my reservations about it because it does sort of feel like, it does sort of feel like in some ways she's trying not to be too good. That, that, I don't know. She's, she is intentionally drawing things badly. Mm-hmm. That she is, it just, it just so goes against what I think art should be. You know, it's, it's, it's about personal growth. It's about pushing yourself. It's about trying to make something. But she has made something that is very honest. And I think that that's very important in art. So on that level, I enjoy it. Like, I don't, I do not think it's bad. I don't think I want to read it again. <laughs> who would you, if you were going to recommend it, if you were going to say, who would, sh- if, who should read this? That is such a good question. I have no idea. I feel like maybe, honestly, I could probably, just judging on the success of it, I could probably put it in literally anyone's hands. Mm-hmm. I, and... I would honestly give it to people, the, the, the comic book people. Right. Who haven't necessarily yeah. been exposed to it because they're buying their art books from comic book stores and they might, might, I don't know. I, I feel like most people who are in touch kind of like are at least aware. I mean, like you said, a lot of this stuff is like the clean all the things, the, the, a lot of the dog stuff is like so kind of mm-hmm. ubiquitous on the internet at this point. It's hard to miss it, but you might not know where it's from, of course. Cause yeah. Well, no, you see it, you see it in a meme one billion times. Which it has probably been shared one billion times at this point. Probably. Or at least, like, deviated from. Mm-hmm. Oh, the a lot. There's no a lot in here. I'm really surprised. I completely forgot that she didn't include a lot. She's, she was a lot, huh? I thought, um, thought what's-his-name was a lot. She did the a lot as well. Okay. Well, good for her. I, I really like the a lot because that bothers me so much. It's bad. It's, I agree. Yeah. I was just talking about how I used to use the word irregardless, which I did not even realize as a thing, and I got told that one day and i was mortified <laughs> my i think my the my top my worst right now is the loose and lose mm-hmm. so oh, it's it, it's grotesque i, I agree I, they're different things they don't mean any they're not similar they don't i mean there's they have ex, an extra letter and they mean mm-hmm. different work I, okay. no they're they're yes i it's <laughs> i i i just find that cute that one doesn't bother me However, when motherfuckers misuse literally. Well, now they're being correct, honestly. I, I know, it's sad. That's but the I, worst part. It's, it's sad, but in a way that I shouldn't give a shit. Probably not. No, um, not at all. But I, I am, I love this. I laughed really hard at a lot of it. Um, why? Like, here's, I, I feel like you want to, you want to wrap up on this, but I kind of want to drill down on this. Okay, go ahead. That's, we, I, I, and, and maybe you can't really a- express it. But why? Why did I? Okay, I'm, I'm, why I'm, I'm, do you love this? Because it's you just used the word love. You I, are in lesbians with this book. Exactly. I. I mean, I really liked her blog the whole time. I'm, I'm part of it. Is the honesty. Um. Mm-hmm. The like, it's very relatable. Like a lot. Like I think you touched on that a couple times. But well, I mean, I deeply relate on many of these things. Well, I mean, in the funny and stuff, I, like I, I don't, I don't particularly like. I will never, I will never pick. I will never just feel like, oh, I want to read this. It's like the gag with her trying to figure out how dumb her dog is. 
no, it was it was very charming. No, I but but I sort of see it through a very strange like oh that is that that is a thing that is someone might find that funny. I don't I, know. I, I as you know, one of our cats is an idiot. Yes. So like even like with that, it makes it even like very like I, I Kim and I have had experiences with angry geese. Like and, the, and her especially the story she's told me about geese, like like that is so the fact like it she frames it so much like uh you know the uh, like this slasher story but a goose and like that makes it so much more like well yes that is a thing that generally could happen like a goose could invade your house and you I t- geese are terrifying they're just like weird di- like she's like dinosaur a goose story that is perfect that mm-hmm. I, I like. This, the vacuum and the answering machine. Like, I had a, I had a younger sister, so those stories of, like, like, them, like, doing something dumb together. Mm-hmm. I, I no, it, know. it definitely, it definitely spoke to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I, you're, I don't. But I, I mean, just, I legitimately, I legitimately laughed a handful of times through this. I, well, I, like, I didn't just laugh. I, like, I, at one point, I oh, snorted. Yeah. Yes, no, you, you clearly found it uproariously funny. Yeah. I, I read this in public and mostly no one, no one even noticed. Yeah. That I was re- you would think I was reading Dostoevsky or something. You, you know, read, I, have you ever read Dostoevsky? No, I don't think I will either. He's very good. I'll say that. Oh, really? Crime Should punishment, I? Crime, well, I, it's, it's hard because there's a lot of Russian names in it. Well, as you know, I'm really stupid. Well, I mean, I Is it just is it is it just is it just keeping characters? Yes. Okay. That is the hard part. I mean, you get I'm going to I'm going to buy a version where people are all the names are changed. They probably it probably exists. If Crime we, and Punishment yeah. is honestly one of the best things I've ever read. I'll download it as a text file and then just do a find and replace. <laughs> but change, change the final fantasy characters. Yeah. It, Cloud, uh, no, uh, I, I can't describe necessarily why I find some of it. I mean, it's relatable. I find her storytelling, like, works really well in setting up the punchlines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I just don't find know. It, I just it, think it's very interesting that I, as I read through it, it's, it's like, I don't know. I, I, like, sh- this should probably be entertaining or someone probably finds this funny, but I just don't laugh at it. I, I don't. Just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just her. Re- I think the. I, I'll. I can. I think I can key on this at least. A lot of her stories involve animals, and I think she and me look at animals the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I think we are. We share a very close mindset about how we treat animals, and so. And a lot of the story, like the goose and the dogs, like I just find that really delightful. I could, I've reread her, the books, the, the stories online multiple times, and I imagine I'll read this occasion as well. It's, I, in like, there's other things that I, that I was on, like, but I think it's relatable. I think that's the, the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, I, it reminds me of things I, I experienced. I guess it'll be very tough to get any deeper than that. Yeah. Because I, I don't think we, we don't, there's nothing that we particularly disagree on. No, it's, but it's I very just, personal. I, I, I just don't enjoy it. Anywhere near as much. I, I maybe I don't know. I I do not know. It's tricky. It is. It's hard to pinpoint necessarily. Like why? Mm-hmm. Just tr- tr- trying to describe why something is funny never really. It very rarely works. Like you can't just go, oh that that's why that's funny. I mean, other than like a very generalization. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. Anything else you want to touch on? I don't think so. Okay. 
Okay, so, uh, so that's, that week, this was, uh, hyperbole and a half. Allie Brosh, uh, available in books and on her website. A, a lot of it is. You can at least, you can go get a taste of it if you've not, if you're not familiar with it. And if you like, you can buy the book. Um, next week, we are starting a, uh, a, a, another longer, uh, uh, book. We're doing, uh, The Runaways, both by, uh, started by Brian K. Vaughn, very, very acclaimed, and then going to Joss Whedon, um, which was less acclaimed. A lot of, Joss Whedon got a lot of bad rap for how that book went, but we'll discuss it as we go. Uh, we're gonna, they have recently released new collections of them, uh, complete collection, they're called volumes. We're gonna just do the first three, there's a fourth, but we're kind of ignoring that, so we're gonna do, uh, in one, two, three, in one, two, three weeks. So next is Runaways Complete Collection, volume one, which is just, I believe, uh, one through eighteen of the first volume of Runaways. Uh, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Adrian Alfana, says so they've credited Takeshi Miyazawa worked on this too. There? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not too surprised. I, I just don't know why I didn't, I didn't recognize that from way back when. But, but uh, I definitely, I definitely think about him when I think of the characters. So, uh, we will be doing that next week. Runaways 1 through 18, first volume, complete collection, volume 1 available, wherever fine comic books are sold. Um, but with that, I think we call it a day. Uh, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Uh, links to all our stuff is there, new episodes, etc. Uh, please, if you like the show, Rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, or if you listen to us, give us a five-star review. It helps new people find the show. We'd really appreciate it. Do that for us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hour, Twitter at hbchour, tweet at me for a code. Uh, you can also email us, handsomevoicecomics at email.com. You can find me on Twitter at MixedMasterSerial. It's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? I thought you weren't even going to ask. Dramatic pause. Uh, you can, I know, it was very dramatic. I keep my portfolio at a little website I like to call freewillunlimited.com. And if you want to see most of the other things I get up to online, you can go to ericzgoodnight.com. In addition to that, I am on Twitter, at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. So with that, folks, we will have a good one. Rock and roll. Thank <laughs> you.